0: Dateline, January 15th, 1947 A diabolically devilish crime committed just minutes away from Tinseltown A beautiful young girl cut down in the prime of her life In the city of Angels, Los Angeles, California Los Angeles police are baffled by the absolute brutality of the crime And have launched a citywide manhunt The victim, aspiring young actress Elizabeth Short A small town girl just trying to make it in the big city The police aren't for lack of suspects either Soldiers, socialites, and suave actor extraordinaires are being investigated. What have they found? Who's responsible for one of L.A.'s most legendary murders? Join the theorists as they pound the pavement and try to figure out which John Doe did in the dame in... The Black Dahlia.
1: Roll back.
2: Welcome to Alien Theorist theorizing case file 127, the Black Dahlia. I'm Braden.
1: I'm Zell. I'm Dan, and I'm Andrew. That's the crew back live. <laughs> with minor uh,
2: that was uh, minor
1: live stream issues. I, you guys were all fucking muted the first time.
2: Oh, what? So they, no one even heard my no, bad intro. No, Good. a fucking yeah, perfect. <laughs> God that That's very favorable for me. Uh What do I sound extra nasally today? Yeah, you sound. Like, you sound, you wh- you sound wh- like shit. Yeah, you
1: sound horrible today.
2: Really? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just fucking just, mute him. It's got to. It, <laughs> okay. I don't know. It just. I'm still waiting for my nose job. It's, it's happening this year, just 2020. Kidding. The year of the nose, baby. You're the nose.
1: <laughs> Vic, getting that sucker fixed. Look, Oof. look at me straight on. Oh yeah, it's about three inches to the left.
3: Yeah,
2: don't
1: look yeah. at anybody straight on. Yeah, pop kinda that. Tilt back your in place. head a bit like a curious <laughs> dog.
2: I, a I need it straight. fixed now because ever since I got my teeth fixed, I have a Tom Cruise tooth now. You got a centered to the middle of your face. Yeah, just a centered bat. So I got to get my nose fixed now so I can not have the Tom Cruise tooth. But look how well he's doing. <laughs> yeah, is he though? I mean, but it's
3: honestly, Braden, at this point, you're just kind of putting lipstick on a pig, anyways. Who cares? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you today. Eh? Just pressing your berries. Swinging.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: All uh, right. Yeah, well, that's that's fine.
1: The long awaited case file ever since we did Elisa Lamb way back, we always said we're going to do one on her. Did we though? We did. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did. I remember talking about that, and we we're like, oh shit, same place, same area. We got to do a case file on that. And then we never came back to it.
3: I know. I was so excited when I was going through the suspects for this one. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, you know, fucking Jack was there. You know, he wasn't he Jack's was, back. He wasn't. No, he wasn't born yet. No. He was born in the fifties. Mm. Fucking bummed me out. Too bad. Yeah. I was looking forward to doing the voice again. Yeah.
1: Doesn't mean you can't sneak him in. Like I just did. Um,
2: well, instead of, let's not get into it right now. I've got a couple things for a little bit. Uh, space news! What the shit? Space news. I wasn't even
3: prepared for it, man. can't yeah. drop that shit on him. Surprised.
2: I thought you wanted me to mix it up. Who
1: said that? No.
3: Nobody when says did that. did we
0: say that? <laughs> Just trying that, to that, was that was
1: for the random. randomatron we said mix it up. Stop trying <laughs> to Fucking be a wild, wild card. Keep okay? us on our toes thought, here. Th- Jesus.
2: Okay, sorry. We don't have to do it. We can do it later. No, do we late. played the music played the now. Music. You now you have to do it.
1: <laughs> he doesn't, no, watch yeah. him not have any. He's got no space news. I,
2: no, no. I got some space news. Don't you worry. No auroras. <laughs> Zero auroras. Uh, Thanks for listening no. to the space news, everybody. <laughs> And I've got some Here we go. Uh, a powerful radio signal from deep space appears to be repeating in a 16-day cycle. Hmm? That's not interesting. Space news?
0: Cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool.
2: But also uh, like
0: pulsars do that. So
2: every 16 like, days, though?
0: Yeah. Pulsars are like some pulsars are like clocks. So they send out like fast radio bursts of like radiation fast radiation bursts, anything like that. So it can be something that can be pretty on time. Or even if you – I think one of the theories of that that whole fast radio burst, I read some, was that it, it indicates like an, orbital, like an orbital interference. So there might be like a planet passing in front of like a, a pulsar or something.
2: So Maybe. astronomers with the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment – Chime collaboration in Canada observed this cycle for a total of 409 days. And so it goes every 16.35 days, the signal, um, which is named, this rolls right off the tongue, FRB 180916.J0158 plus uh follows a similar pattern. For four days, it will spit out a burst or two every hour. Then it falls silent for 12 days then the whole thing repeats. Nave, it's been doing this for 409 days. They don't know what it means yet, but it could be another piece in the complicated conundrum of fast radio bursts,
1: alien signals.
2: Alien See signals me. baby. They're out there. That's right? cool. That's pretty cool. As soon as you as soon as there's a pattern, it's you're kind of like it intrigues you a little more, right? Yep. Makes you I'm like, "Ooh, pattern." Uh, I also had um the White House requests significant NASA budget increase to fund Artemis project or program.
0: Ooh, cash money oh, for the yeah. nerds for the space nerds. How much
1: extra?
2: Uh they're going to it's going to that's it's a 12% increase to 25.246 billion uh for NASA in the 2021 fiscal year. That's up from 22.629 billion. So, a little more money for NASA to fund their uh, missions to Mars and Moon and all their endeavors. Lying to us and making <laughs> s- space LEDs.
0: Keep the keep the fake Internet ISS camera going. The fake ISS feed going. Yep, cut it yeah. out right when. Uh, I don't. No,
3: that's
0: I don't, all I had for how, space news. Or how do people do fake it? high def in- images of Earth from space? <laughs> Yeah. How, how
1: do people de- debunk it. the continuous stream from space?
2: CGI? Like,
1: no, I, I, because someone says, like, oh, they only, they only show you for three minutes or something. And I was like, well, I just watched an hour and a half live, steady.
2: Yeah.
0: It's pretty, it's really relaxing. Like you watch it. Cool. They have really pretty cool music set to it.
3: I have no idea <laughs> what the fuck we're talking well, about. Well,
2: that's right why now. we know it's fake. There's no music in space. <laughs> what, right. What is happening? What, what?
1: Space news, baby.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Space news over
2: Yeah that's it That's all I had for space news That's why I thought We'd do it at the beginning Because it just had A little bit of space news Oh shucks Get
1: it out of the way Make room for the topic at hand Yes Bring it
2: Bring the it Black Dahlia Well Andrew You've been Chomping Hyping yourself Chomping at the bit
3: Don't, Remember last time You guys made me Fucking do one of these Didn't go well
1: it always goes well. Oh, no, we're fine. It's good. Are you going to read five off five. your
2: little script or are you going to do it from the heart? From the heart?
3: Am I? You seriously you guys are dropping this on me last minute? I got to do this? What you I th- what you wrote it last you're, minute. You're the, you're the one you who like, <laughs> what? You brought up the whole topic. First of all, you listen, like, listen. Al Pacino you has nothing intro. to do with this fucking case file. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Okay? I mean, I saw the movie. Josh Hartnan's in it. He's good. Good shit. Guy's a babe. Yep. Doesn't do much. You know that he was offered the role of Spider-Man, turn it down. Did you guys know Andrew, that? Andrew,
0: you sent us 10 pages of notes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Copy and fucking paste, man.
0: <laughs>
2: you, you had a written intro.
0: <sighs> yeah. I, well, so did
3: Dan. He's, He's- I didn't write an intro. Yeah. Okay, listen. Let me give me five minutes to get the fucking peanut butter out
1: of my mouth. No, like, he's just, he's just pandering pandering to people because people think he doesn't know, but he knows. Knows yeah. what? You
3: fucking know. People this are calling case.
2: you Andrew Pacino.
1: <laughs> uh, wow, well, that's the
3: greatest compliment I've ever gotten in my entire life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So we're we're we getting right into it then. Right into no, it. So what's oh, what's the, black the case? I'm yeah. fucking nervous now.
0: But bust open the case. Well,
3: d- d- one day there was a lady that was walking down the street. That's what it's going to sound like.
0: Okay, you ready? She was walking down the street. Do it in your Pacino voice, and that would be better.
3: (laughs) Okay. Okay, ah. so one day there's a. Okay, on the morning of January 15th, 1947, Betty Beersinger was pushing her three year old daughter, Ann, in a stroller down the sidewalk, heading to a shoe repair shop. She paused when she noticed what she thought was a mannequin lying in the grass. But as soon as she looked closer, she discovered something very alarming a mutilated corpse.
2: She grabbed her daughter. Hold on. Hold one second. Yeah. If you didn't have already know by the name Black Dahlia and Andrew just prompting the word mutilated, um, <laughs> this case goes through some sensitive stuff. So if you're one of those people who's like, I wish you guys warned me. It's oh, like, yeah. Here's your warning. He just said mutilated. No, we're listen. Get into like it. mutilated. Mutilated. And we're, like if you're like watching you live
1: stream, I got fucking so picks. We got pics. We got
3: pics. Pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, okay. like, yeah, it's getting, it's rough. Put so the kids to bed. Put yeah. the kids yeah. to bed. So, so the show this is rated 18 plus. Good old yeah, Betty ears. B.
3: Good old Betty B. Grabbed her child and ran to the nearest house, where she told them to alarm and let the police know what she saw. A few minutes later, th- the authorities arrived and kickstarted what would be the most mysterious murder case in LA history.
1: God damn! God dang! God, that was dang. good. That was great. Yeah, you did. A, you
2: did a fine job. There you I'd go. say that's a pass. That was good. Right. So, uh, let's get into what did they find? They I know they thought. Why did she think it was a? Man- so why did she think it was a, man- a mannequin,
3: Braden? Is that yeah. what, that was the last question we had there?
2: Because so I why do why I would did she imagine think it was because
3: you like you know what I mean? Being the average person, not ever really seeing a day, a dead body, a you know what I mean like. It didn't even really present like a normal dead body, right? Because first of all, it was fucking severed in half. The body was posed in a really awkward position. We can, we'll kind of show a picture of that. Yeah. But not only that, like when you say mutilated, that's a fucking lightly used word. You know what I mean? She had the full fucking Glasgow smile, basically Ugh. sitting there looking like the Joker.
2: Heath yeah, Ledger carved, version, uh, right? cut ear to ear like the cheeks opened up to expose a permanent smile
3: and like we'll go into more details on the coroner's report but realistically like for me anyways with the weirdest part of the looking at the pictures of his body is the fact that there is not a fucking drop of blood
2: well there's not a drop of blood at the scene well, which exactly. means she obviously didn't die there and with this kind of uh mutilation like you wouldn't expect uh there was obviously a a kill area that was private for because there was, you know, there's evidence on her body of prolonged torture as well. Or, or
0: you can't find blood that's been drinking vampire. Oh, Zell, do you know about this? i yeah. What Zell, were you, can you can doing you, in fucking you, June of
1: 1947? Dude, I haven't, yeah. I haven't, where haven't were aged you, in January. <laughs> where yeah. were you? Where were you? See? Yeah. You better tell us. Haven't aged in 600 years, boys.
0: Listen here. Tell us a scoop, Zell. 600 years, (laughs) give us like 70. So, yeah, that's
3: cool. You know what I mean? So, it was a pretty bizarre sight. And, like, we'll get into more details, but, like, we're talking severed in half, like, right right at the. uh, So, it's called a hemiporectomy. A what?
0: Hemi Yeah.
3: You know what I mean? Which is, like, a very precise fucking. Incision was made by somebody who obviously knew what they were doing. You know what I mean? Like this. There's, lady,
2: a, there's a spot like where you, in your lower spine where they can you can cut and then basically sever someone in half easier than other places, right? Well, exactly. That and, and that's the, the only term? spot.
1: That's the only spot you could probably do it.
3: It's it's right in between the second and the third lumbar, is where the incision's made, and it, and it was like perfectly cut. You know what I mean? Like it obviously didn't look like a fucking you know Jason Voorhees hack job. Like somebody did this with the intentional. Right? Right. So, I mean, like, we could totally, we could get into the fucking, into the coroner's notes and all that first. But I think before we do that, we should kind of just, like, as far as we know now, this Black Dahlia was found murdered.
2: We don't really know well, who this Jane person jo. was. She doesn't even have a name. Well, yet. We, not yet.
3: We haven't, she hasn't gotten called the uh, the Black Dahlia yet, exactly. But, like, this is a fucking human being. You know what I mean? Like, And, like, who was she? What, you know, what was she doing there? You know what I mean? I think that's kind of important to dive into. Yep. Okay, hey. tell us about it. So it ends, turns out that they were able to ID the the DB at this time, because it was just a DB, as Elizabeth Short. They were able to actually look up her fingerprints because she had a, an arrest for a child for drink underage drinking, you know what I mean, a few years back. Um, so they were able to actually to get some fucking personal info from, from her once they found out her name. And this is the fucking, probably the greasiest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So I don't know if you guys know, but do you know how the press contacted her family? No. They were able to find her name, which was Elizabeth Short, and they called her mom and said, hey, guess what? Your daughter won a fucking beauty contest. We're wondering if we can interview you and get some fucking background information on your daughter. So they're able to get, you know what I mean, some personal, intimate information from the mom being like, oh yeah, my daughter, yeah, this is all about her. This is who she is. This is what she did. Ruthless, man. And at the end, they told her, "Hey, sorry, your daughter's actually been murdered, and we're willing to pay you for your fucking accommodation on your flight um, to come out here." Dirty and do an tricks,
0: with right us. there. How fuck? Yeah, is the presser. The press were real assholes on this case, weren't they? Ruthless, but, but
2: any anything to get the scoop. Dude, now, I heard they were. The got I the scoop, heard, See,
0: I read that they were. They had just like the the police made it one a point to kind of make uh, the press out to be kind of the bad guys. Like they they said that they may have had a. Uh, they may have had a kind of big role in as to why this case become unsolved because the press were everywhere. They were all over this and mm. they even had people like press were interfering with the case in ways that like you would never see today. Apparently there were some pre- like members of the press who would go to the police station and they would answer phones and they would keep information about the case away from the police like they wouldn't let the police know like about leads or anything like that uh until oh. they had like followed him through or stuff like that so it was they wanted the scoop see they wanted, a, they wanted they wanted to know it was buzzing
2: cousin and this was such a this was such a like a hot story a hot scoop back in the day that you know it made it made <laughs> a headlines scoop. all through that
1: your America f- <laughs> right a hot <laughs> scoop see yeah.
2: hot scoop see <laughs> So, anyways, like I'm picking up dog okay. shit. I got so a question. Once,
1: question: yeah. Did I zone out? How did Elizabeth Short get the name The Black Dahlia? Well, that's a good
3: question. We'll get into that. So let's give some information on her first. Okay. Right. So what
1: they're able to
3: to, to ascertain from her mother was basically that uh, that Elizabeth was born in Boston. Um, then she's Boston. 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 With all the micro processes and all that shit, right? So she uh, spent her early life, moved to Medford, Massachusetts, um, before relocating to California to live with her dad. Uh, Apparently, right off the bat, as a young child, she had uh, dreams of becoming an actress. Who doesn't? Right? That's true. But, um, oh, fuck. I can't believe... So here's another... So here's this young, nice girl growing up in fucking uh, Medford, Massachusetts, wanting to be an actress. Things seemingly going her way. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, because of the Great Depression, her father, who was a fucking mini golf mogul, not sure if <laughs> mini golf mogul, not even fucking yeah. exaggerating that at all. He was he Clio. Used to build mini golf courses. Cleo Short was the guy's name. Okay. So he's going, everything's good. Business is booming. Everything's fan fucking tastic in the mini golf putt putt business. Okay.
2: You're, you're telling me, you're telling me that Elizabeth Short was the heir to the short mini golf fortune. Fuck Jesus, nights, man.
3: That's unbelievable. Damn straight she was, well, she was until the Great Depression hit. Mm, no, one, no
1: one's golfing during the Great Depression. And unfortunately, nope.
3: it hit the Short family very hard. And then, good old Cleo here decided, "Hey, you know what? I can't afford to have a family and a bunch of daughters anymore." So, Cleo drove his car to a bridge, parked his car, and what everyone thought was jumped off the bridge and committed suicide. Right which we later find out was not the case, which you know what could have potentially led to a little bit of unfortunate daddy issues by poor Elizabeth. But anyways, so Elizabeth thought her dad was dead, kind of was raised in Medford dad. One day, 12 years later, sends a fucking, uh, sends a letter being like, Hey, guess what? Um, not dead, not dead. I'm living in California. <laughs> Psych surprise. So Elizabeth decides, Hey, you know what? California seems like a good place to pursue an acting career and moves in with her dad. Unfortunately, that only lasts about a week.
1: Yeah, I would imagine.
3: Well, exactly. Like the guy's obviously the guy sounds like a little bit of a piece of shit, right? Like fakes his own death, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So she moves in with her dad. Things go well for a couple days, and then they start fighting. He starts complaining that she stays out all night, Um, and then he boots her out.
1: Get out! Get the fuck out! And
3: you should read like there's. You can read the actual like they they interview him when she ends up dying, and you listen to this guy talk, and it's fucking horrifying. He basically says, like, hey, you know what? She wasn't willing to keep, to clean the house and take care of me. So I kicked her out.
0: He killed her. Ooh. Well, he was a suspect. A wonderful 19, 1940s male mentality. Yeah. Times mm-hmm. have changed.
3: So after she got kicked out of her father's home, she took a job at, uh, which is now, she took a job at an at a Air Force base, which is now the Vandenberg Air Force Base. I'm not sure where that, you know where that's located, Dan?
0: Vandenberg. Vandenberg? Is that Airbus? Airbus, I place? don't know. Yeah. That's uh shoot. I can't remember. Nope. Not off the top of my head. Uh Vandenberg Air Force Base.
2: I thought it was in Los Angeles. That's what I had, but I don't It's in the, It's in yeah, California.
3: Oh, yeah, there you go. Yep. So she
2: she she took a job there
3: um and actually ended up shacking up with an Army Air Force sergeant who ended up beating the shit out of which is you Wait, know I mean? is this,
2: are you talking about Joseph Gordon Fickling?
3: Andrew? Good
2: question. I don't know. I don't have his name down. Okay. I, he no, was I think actually Fickling, a lieutenant?
3: I think, no, Fickling comes later. I think, unfortunately, Elizabeth is on the wrong side of- A uh,
1: couple of relationships, yeah. it seems.
3: Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, no, you're right, yes. Yeah, so, so, unfortunately, she was checked up with this guy, ended up getting beat up a little bit, and uh, ended up kind of fleeing for Florida, where she ends up meeting a major Matthew Michael Gordon Jr., who was another decorated Army Air Force officer. Um, and things actually go really well with him. They end up getting engaged, and you kind of think, okay, great, Elizabeth's going to live that, uh, you know what I mean, that happily ever after life. And unfortunately, he was deployed in China, and his plane went down, and he died. Damn. Right? So it's at this point, you're like, kind of like, fuck, man, when's this chick going to catch a break? and she ends up not catching a break, obviously.
1: <laughs> no breaks.
3: So after he dies, she kind of moves to L- to L.A. and kind of lives a little bit of a drifter lifestyle for a bit, pursuing that movie career, right, where things don't really work out, and we kind of end up where we are, you know what I mean, now what we just talked about.
1: Okay, let's uh, – this is a crazy story, but I want to pull up, if you're watching the live stream, the pictures of the crime scene. So, you get up here, you boy. little bitch. There you go.
3: Yeah, this is Whoa. not fucking pretty. So, FYI.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Saw it clean mm. in half.
2: Yeah. Spoiler. Mm. Or not spoiler. Oh, <laughs> warning. Graphic <laughs> warning.
0: Dude.
3: So, while you're looking at these pictures, I'll kind of go over the. Can
0: I get us pulled off at of YouTube for nudity? <laughs> I don't
1: know. No, we're 18 plus.
0: We're 18 plus. I hope not. Oh, so you can show nudity on
3: YouTube? Yeah, that's why we're all naked the last oh, podcast.
2: Oh, okay. Cool. I, I, so I
1: think I think a little goes, skin's all right, but...
3: So uh, the coroner's report basically states that there were lig- ligature marks on her ankles, wrists, and neck. There were irregular lacerations with superficial tissue loss on her breasts. Um, The body was had been cut completely in half by a technique taught in the 1930s called a hemicorporectomy. I'm sure Dan can say it a little more eloquently than I can. Nope, you're perfect. Um, the lower half of her body had been removed by transecting the lumbar spine between the, the second and third lumbar vertebrae. Um, she actually had all her internal organs removed. Um, they did notice that there was a very little ecchymosis in which ecchymosis is bruising, right? So if there's no bruising... You know what I mean? On the, on the dead body or the corpse kind of leads you to believe that the, uh, that all these kind of operation type techniques and the removal of the book and body parts were done posthumously.
1: Posthumously. Yeah. So a- after she was dead, yeah, sorry, post death removal.
3: Yeah. And there was also like, there was a, another odd one too. There was a gaping laceration measuring 4.25 inches that ran from the umbilicus to the super, uh, pubic region, which I don't like, you know what umbilicus is obviously, right?
1: Yep. Like the belly button, yeah, belly, belly button,
3: button to your fucking groin. Yep. Um, and those were kind of the major ones that they reported at the beginning. And then when they kind of do a little bit deeper dive, they find some fucking bizarre shit. Like Elizabeth had a tattoo on her inner thigh that was cut out and inserted inside her. Oh, along with like other fucking pubic hair and stuff like that were jammed inside her, like just super bizarre shit. And then again, I know I already talked about, she was given the Glasgow smile. So she was cut from side to side of her mouth.
2: Yeah. Ear Um, to ear.
3: From ear to ear.
2: And then eventually the the cause of death. Cigarette burns, cigarette burns on her back. Like horrible stuff. Oh, and then she was also fed feces. Yeah. They could tell by their stomach contents. Was when they did tests that she was she would force fed feces. The one weird, the one. Well,
3: <laughs> everything's weird about this situation. Honestly, it's <laughs> no so not one weird thing, but there was no, no presence of sperm whatsoever. But that could be because she was fucking scrubbed clean,
0: right. or they were in a condom.
2: No, no, the body. They like one of the things that they said is that they figured the body was had been scrubbed clean prior to being laid out like this was intent. Someone didn't just, someone didn't just like go and throw a body out of the side of a truck. Like someone like took the time to like, you know, position her in, they wanted to make a scene. Yeah. They like did. she
3: was definitely positioned in a really bizarre way, but at, at the end she was, she was actually like the cause of death was actually deemed blows to the head and face. So basically, what I'm assuming is got clubbed. She got clubbed. She got beaten, bludgeoned, and then that's when all this kind of fucking freaky shit happened. Which right. is, I don't know, kind of Ooh, a blessing. Quite the
1: quite the murder. Yeah, like horrific. One would say
3: fucking horrific, man.
1: Yeah. Uh,
3: so right away we have all this fucking. We have this horrible, gruesome scene with absolutely fucking no suspects, nothing. Right?
0: Like they, and this is such a fun topic to talk about.
3: Well, yeah, it's gross, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like there, yeah. there's no suspects, but the first thing that the thing, okay, maybe, you know what I mean? This has obviously been done with somebody with some type of medical experience. So they started rounding up all college students and stuff like that and doctors and interviewing them, but they really had nobody they liked for the case right off the bat. And which like, I, you know what I mean? I don't blame them because I feel like in the 1940s you had like a 99% chance of getting away with a crime unless you were caught there. You know what I mean? Like,
2: it does feel like the wild rest of like, totally. Yeah. You know what like, I mean? Like, unless you fucking that, wrote in blood, like I, I did was this. here, <laughs> this was me. Yeah. You got minimal
1: forensics. I mean, you got fingerprints and stuff, but if you're not imprinted already, how are you going to find it? There's no DNA testing. No, like,
3: have you, like a, there's a fucking the John Mulaney's uh, comedy fucking special, like new guy in town or whatever. Where he's like talking about 1940s murder. <laughs> he makes a joke. He's like, he's like, yeah, we have a dead body here. It's, uh, you know, lots of blood everywhere. And then the detective's like, hmm, gross.
2: Mop it up. Mop <laughs> you know, it like, up. What are you going
3: to fucking do with that shit? It's
2: fucking hilarious. Um, so how she got the name Black Dahlia is the, there was a movie out, the Blue Dahlia, and she was described, Elizabeth was described always wearing, uh like had a pendant for wearing black clothes and black tailored suits and skirts. Um, and having really jet black hair so she was given the media gave her the nickname the black dahlia which just took off like fire um and that's kind of just it's just stuck with her and she was described as an adventurous and she prowled hollywood hollywood boulevard looking for men and so they made, so that, made that's where she got the name the black dahlia made a dahlia, character just, out
1: of the murder
3: well yeah, anyway like, the blue dahlia movie itself too fit fucking perfectly because it was a movie about basically an investigation that produced over 150 suspects in the movie. And it kind of just, it fit way too perfectly. Right. Oh,
1: so that's probably the more of the connection, like the un, unsolved part of it. Cause oh. in the, in the blue Dahlia, no one was cut in half.
3: No, fuck no. Now this is, I don't even, you couldn't put this shit on TV back then.
2: But All right. like a, so who do we who do we like for this? Well who do we before think- we before we
3: even like anybody, right? The first thing that starts happening before you know, because nobody's really been like there there's no real suspects yet. Right. You can tell whoever's done this is starting to fucking get a little impatient. Because obviously if you're gonna mutilate a body like that and leave it in fucking broad daylight, you want attention, right? You're obviously seeking some sort of attention. So now that they haven't really caught on to anything, um there starts you know what I mean? You start have all these fucking people that ah, oh, hey, it was me. I admit it. You know, you, and like with all murders, you have these fucking crazy people who start calling in and claiming that they did it. So they Course. round all those guys up, get nowhere. Then we start getting fucking letters.
2: Oh, that's right.
3: So on January twenty fourth, a suspicious Manila envelope was de- delivered to the U.S. Postal Service. The envelope was addressed to the Los Angeles Examiner's office. And Zel, I sent you the links to that. You should pull those up. But it's like, you know what I mean? It's exactly what you would expect when you get these fucking letters cut out from a fucking newspaper. You know what I mean? Like it's like we've seen it. I don't know how many different times. It's you know what? This might be stereotypical. This might be the the original one. This might be where they got that fucking idea from, right?
1: Right. Okay. I have two. There's two letters. There's are are these the ones with like uh like newspaper clippings pulled out? Yeah. Exactly. All right. So here's one of them. I will give up in Dahlia killing if I get 10 years. Don't try to find me.
2: He then claims that he will give up. Her- what? Huh? This doesn't make sense. Yeah, well. He'll no. give up. Oh, so if he gets 10 years, he'll turn himself in. Yeah, exactly. I guarantee him 10 years. And
3: then to prove that he's you know, the right guy, he ends up fucking saying, he says, I'll send in some personal effects of the Black Dahlia's. And this was,
1: this was the other one. It says, this was, yeah, addressed to Herald Express or Herald Express to Crime Department LA, go slow, man killer says, Black Dahlia case. Kind of cryptic. Doesn't really, doesn't give much information there.
3: So then he ends up sending in her, some of her personal effects, such as like her birth certificate, business cards, photographs, um. And an address and this is all this stuff is sent in an address address books with it's actually the address book was personalized and the name on it was actually Mark Hansen. So bang, we've got our first suspect,
1: dude, Mark's real one. Mark Hansen is the guy I get pizza from every other week.
3: What <gasps> you supporting him?
1: I guess I'm supporting a murderer.
3: so what the fuck? Is he a vampire too? How is he still around? <laughs> this
0: guy's been alive for a long time as well. Go Jeez. back go way back. Supports supports the vampire theory. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> get to that. He's Okay, so who's Mark Hansen? Vampire. Good question. Could be. Let's let's get into him. So here we go. Mark Hansen,
3: a nightclub and theater owner. Um, had known Elizabeth Shaw. Oh, he has a
0: nightclub. So he only does that at night. Still a <laughs> vampire. <laughs> it's like one hundred percent vampire. <laughs> Solved, done. I'm, I'm well, connecting I, the dots. Here. Well, listen.
3: Like it, it also says here that he had in his nightclub. He had parties where blood would rain down from the fucking uh, sprinkler heads. Like it's, it does it.
2: not. It's that's it. It does not say it does, that. It does. That's it's one hundred exactly what it It's says. in there. It's it says outrageous. in the
1: notes. Yeah, right there. Yep.
2: Like, part, regular Irish. blood parties. <laughs> yeah. So Hanson- You guys are making that
3: up. So like, remember when I was saying- Are we? She was a bit of a drifter for a bit there. You know what I mean? So Hanson actually allowed Elizabeth to live in one of his homes. um, And on several occasions between May and October of 1946, uh, Antoth, who was Hanson's girlfriend at the time, shared a room with Elizabeth in a house close to Hanson's nightclub called Florentine Gardens. On January 8th, 1947, Elizabeth Short called Mark Hansen in Los Angeles, from called him from San Diego. Mark Hansen was one of the last people to speak to Elizabeth before she disappeared on January 9th, 1947. When the LAPD interrogated Hansen on this conversation with Elizabeth, he made several contradictory statements.
1: Hmm. Yeah. As?
3: I don't have that down. <laughs> But I, you know what, I, I bet you it's lots. I bet you it's very sincere, very contradictory. Can't say that word, it's hard.
2: Well, it's like 1940s too, so I'm like- I'll take the word for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll take that word. I'm like, so what?
3: when we get back to one of those packages that the examiner received, um, the package included her birth certificate, business cards, address book. But the biggest thing is on that address book, like I was saying before, it was personalized to Mark Hansen. Hanson had told the LAPD that the address book had belonged to him, yet he had never used it. He said that he had given the book to Elizabeth as a gift to use on her own.
2: That that hmm. to me makes a lot of sense because I'm like, okay, if you're gonna do this kind of kill, like this kind of murder and you're gonna set this kind of scene, I don't I don't think it's you're just like, oh well, you know what? This will I'm just gonna send in this thing with uh, my name on it. That'll fool them. <laughs> And then I want to play this little cat-mouse and mouse game with the authorities where I say I have to go, oh, that wasn't me. I, g- I, gave, I that gave that to her.
3: There was a lot of reports, though, too, that Hanson had tried to seduce Elizabeth on several occasions, and she had refused it every time. So this guy's letting her live with him for free and trying to seduce her on the rag and get nowhere. So you know what I mean? He could get frustrated one day and be like, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to cut you I'm in gonna half."
1: I'm going to cut you in half and cut your mouth open, and
3: yeah.
2: No, I, see, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like him for this only because I think this is more of a tactic that, um, the person who did do it had that and was like, "Perfect. This has someone else's name on it. That's obviously connected to, to them." It's just gonna, it's just gonna muddy the waters of this easy, investigation. Easy cover.
3: Instantly. Totally, I, I totally agree. Right, but that just goes to show you that the person who did this obviously had like intimate knowledge of Elizabeth's life. You know right. what I mean? Like he, he obviously knew that this, this guy was close to her. Right. And that's a fucking great way to incriminate him.
2: Yeah. 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 I, st- I still don't, I don't like Mark Hansen for this. No, I don't, I
3: don't fucking like anybody else other than this one piece of shit that I read about. I feel terrible. And I think it's hilarious because it was soon as I started learning about this one, this one guy, like he, his son wrote a book about him, made a bunch of money about it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, this guy's fucking selling books. And all of a sudden, he's comparing his dad to the, the Black Dahlia murder and the Zodiac murders and all this shit. And I'm like, this guy's just trying to make some money. And then I Andrew started even reading. even said that
2: to me. He's like, I don't like this guy for it. His, his son just wants too much money. He's just totally. making <laughs> just all this up for fucking money. fucking
3: cheesy. And then I started, like, actually reading. And it's like, holy fuck, he definitely could be the Zodiac killer as well. Like, sold.
2: All on board. That's exactly who I think did it. Uh, George Hodel. This, fucking this is the man. Shit.
1: This is the guy. This, this guy's is-
2: this is so, granddaddy before. His big, own piece of of son, shit. his own son, Steve Hodell, has accused him of being the uh Black Dahlia murderer. And his son is uh was a uh, detective who had three hundred investigations under his belt. So do, do- and he's
3: do we want to get into a little backstory of Mr. George Hodel, or do we want to know why he got, how he got tied to the case to begin with? Let's go with. the whole backstory. Give go, us
0: the, I think it'll give you a good view of who this person was. Bring us back. Yeah. The fuck is George, George. Hodel?
3: So uh, Dr. George Hodel was born in October 10th, 1907, raised in Los Angeles. He was an only son, well-educated, and highly intelligent, scoring 186 on an IQ test. He was also a musical prodigy, Um, top grades in every single school he he went to. He entered the prestigious California Institute of technology, Caltech in Pasadena, but was forced to leave after he had a, an affair with a professor's wife and actually impregnated her.
1: That's never a good affair.
3: No. So he's already, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's just like, you look at it, this, this guy's a fucking just brilliant guy. Good at everything he does. Uh, Hodel then graduated from Berkeley pre-med in June, 1932 and enrolled in medical school in the university of California, San Francisco.
1: So he has some knowledge of the human anatomy.
3: There we go. Right. There's a little bit of a red flag to begin with. Um, after, after getting this medical license, he, uh, he had success and ended up becoming a, what the fuck was it again? He he was, he was the head of like like, venereal disease research. (laughs) The Social
0: Hygiene Bureau. The,
3: That's right. Yeah. The Social Hygiene Bureau. And you know what I mean? He was kind of like a, he was a mover and shaker in Los, Angeles, in Los Angeles in the early 40s, right? He ended up becoming yeah. fucking friends with a lot of famous people, a lot of important people. And you got to think too, right? He's the head of the, hygiene, the Social Hygiene Bureau, which included stuff like venereal diseases and STDs and stuff like that. So you got to assume he's going to have fucking serious information, serious blackmail on people, right? Like he's
2: gonna know a lot of intimate details about a lot of different people, Ooh, um, a lot of a lot of important and ce- like not important, but celebrities and like powerful people. Totally. He also shared an interest in sadomasochism
3: and the darker side of art and philosophy.
1: Sadomasochism?
3: Yeah. What's what does that, that mean exactly? Good question. Maybe Dan.
2: <laughs> I think he basically, uh, if you've, it you've ever sadomas- if
0: you've ever seen the movie Hellraiser. Then there
2: you go. Ooh, like a lot of leather, a lot of of leather,
0: a lot of nails, a lot of weird shit. Okay. So uh, he enjoys uh, like inflicting uh, pain. Here it
2: is. Is the
1: sadomasochism is the giving or receiving of pleasure from acts involving the receipt or infliction of pain or humiliation? Sounds
3: fucking horrible, man. Hellraiser.
1: That sounds brutal. (laughs) So he's in this lifestyle. He's living it up in the Hollywood
3: scene uh partying, drinking, and definitely womanizing. Like this guy's going from wife to wife to wife. And basically uh, he's basically a polygamist at this point in time, right? Um he then purchases what is called the Soudin House in nineteen forty five. Um and like I Zell, if you can open up that link. This house was actually made by Lloyd Wright. And he's the son of American architect Frank Lloyd White. Which is a fucking super famous architect uh, architect and like when you look at this fucking building if you have any ideas about you know what i mean in your brain you're like hmm i wonder where a supervillain's gonna live
0: yeah allegedly it was uh modeled after a mayan temple that's what i heard and it's exactly where it
3: looks what that looks like it's fucking crazy looking man like this is exactly what i'd picture and if you're listening, like, if is this it? You, that's the pool. Wait till that's you see this house. Wait till you see the front of the house. Keep scrolling, man. It's it, like, oh, look, shit. Look at this fucking place.
2: What is this place? That's uh, a super villain's lair. No kidding. Like, that's exactly oh, 100% that's a villain's lair. No wonder you didn't want me to look at this. You wanted me to see it now. Hey,
1: if, you're not watching, if you're not watching the live stream, the pool has like, it looks like it's a pool in like a pyramid complex. <laughs> It's fucking crazy, man. Like this is like the front the the hallway Was this? the dining room or something? It's got like stone carvings. This place looks fucking insane.
3: You know, and is that's Is that him? I think that's a guy who plays Oh, movie, I was going to say this guy looks like an actor. Yeah, but like this place is fucking crazy. And this is where, you know, and he used to love hosting all these crazy sadomasochism fucking creepy parties, right? This is
1: the place to do it. Totally. Totally for
3: sure. Oh, 100%. So how does how does Dr. Hodel get involved in this. So he first kind of came under scrutiny in October of 1949 when he was accused of molesting his 14-year-old daughter, Tamar Hodel. So the story goes, Tamar ran away from home. They called the police. They couldn't find her. Police end up tracking Tamar down. And they're like, what the fuck's going on? Why are you running away from home? Why are you running away from your creepy fucking sex dungeon palace? (laughs) Um, and she goes, she goes on to tell the police, Hey, listen, like I've been getting molested by my, for, by my, my, father, George Hordell. So they end up, he, she ends up going into detail during the trial and says, basically she came home one day from a date and she walked in and saw her dad looking to be hypnotizing these two other women with his friend. And they brought her into the room, got her to undress and weird shit went down. Um, Hodel was actually acquitted from that, and like the fucking, you can listen to what his defense was, and this is he's quoted it's, in it's, saying, he's quoted in saying, he was merely delving into the mystery of love and the universe, and that actual events that took place are unclear to him, and they were like a dream. I can't tell if I was being hypnotized
2: or if I was hypnotizing someone. <laughs> that that gets you off. That's what got him off. I was on drugs. And, <laughs> you know, it was. And there was three witnesses in that trial that testified to seeing him have sex with Tamar, which with is, his daughter, people saw it and then the, and testified. So they, and he still got acquitted. And they ended up just turning the
3: tables and basically painting her as a pathological liar. Jeez! But the one crazy thing that happened during this case is it came out the the defense counsel actually came up to Dr. Hodel and you know me or sorry, not Dr. Hodel. They came up to Tamar. And they were trying to trying to expose her for being crazy on the stand, and basically said, "Is it not true that you accused your father of bec- of being the Black Dahlia murderer?" And I guess what happened was her tomorrow. She accused her own father. Well, she heard she heard that her dad was the fucking. She heard him talk about it, right. talking about him murdering Elizabeth Smart supposedly, and went to her mom in San Francisco, and that ended up coming up in the trial. Well. The police obviously were keeping a close ear to this trial and heard that you know what I mean. He was accused of being the Black Dahlia murderer, and they're you know what I mean. You look at all the evidence. This
2: guy's a fucking doctor, right? That's that's so it's so wild to me that that's how they like got on to him being a suspect. Is like they overheard like it came out in a trial that his daughter. They're like, oh, I guess we'll look into this guy. See, totally, and fuck his house.
3: <laughs> well, and that's what they did. So, the, so after hearing that, so let's, be on, let, let's say Hodel got off on everything. He, was a, Gone. he, he wasn't he yep. was charged for anything. His daughter got labeled as a fucking crazy pathological liar and everything's good with him. So after hearing that though, the LAPD put Hodel's house under surveillance. They installed two micro, microphones in his house, which were monitored by 18 detectives. They wanted to see if Hodel would make any comments to insinuate that he was involved in the Black Dahlia murder. Most of the transcripts were dull at first, with Hodel having sex, betraying a secretary, and talking about money problems. However, on nineteen, in February nineteenth, nineteen fifty, there was something horrific in the recording.
1: What was it? What was it?
3: Eight eight twenty five p.m. Woman screamed. Woman screamed again. It should be noted the woman. Not heard before the scream. I don't know what the fuck that means. But later, the same day, Hodel was recorded talking to his confidant. Realized there was nothing I could do. Put a pillow over her head and cover her with a blanket. Get a taxi. They thought there was something fishy. Anyways, now they have figured it out. Kill her. So, you know what I mean? Like, Mm. they've heard, that's fucking crazy. Yep. And then they keep listening. And they hear, supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia. They can't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead. Which is a little bit bizarre. And it ends up turning out that the secretary comment um, is referring to Ruth Spalding, who died
2: from a drug overdose. And And he also goes on to say, they thought there was something fishy. Anyway, now they may have figured it out. Killed her. Maybe I did kill my secretary. Maybe I did. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, fucking wild Well, stuff it's super wild, especially
3: considering that Hodel was already investigated for the murder of Ruth Spaulding. He had been present when she died, and he had been fucking caught burning some of her belongings. But yet the police dropped the case due to lack of evidence. <laughs>
2: Like what it just, I fuck? just think I think this guy was very well connected in a time where being as well connected and as wealthy as you were, you could just buy your way out of these problems. This this is Especially probably
3: with your connections. This is the, probably the area the era of the fucking dirtiest police force in fucking American history.
0: Half owned by the yeah, mob. LA, LA cops were notoriously corrupt at this time in history.
3: Well, like the perfect example of that was like right around this exact same time was when fucking Mickey Cohen was going to go to trial and dish on how corrupt the LAPD were. And one night after fucking finishing up dinner with his One of a girl and a few of his fucking, you know, lackeys or something like that. He stepped outside of a fucking restaurant and his entire entourage got fucking shot down with shotguns right in front of him. And this is days before he goes to fucking trial. And then he decides to drop the fucking case. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is a seriously, seriously fucking corrupt police force at this time. And you got to think about it too, right? Like this guy, Dr. Hodel is the head of the fucking, what was the hygiene bureau or whatever, like that. This guy could be packing some serious fucking,
2: this guy might know how to scrub a body clean. Totally. He might know how. Well, to f- and the other thing is, is he's having these, he's having these parties, these, these huge sex parties at his attending Aztec- temple m- mansion. Right. And like, who's to say he's not taking some blackmail photos. Right. And like, and stuff Jeffrey Like that, or like he has people on this list or he knows, he knows things like he was here having an affair on them. And these people were there together and like just information that people don't want out at this time. Right. Oh,
3: totally man. And like, it, you got to know too, at this fucking, like, first of all, something that not many people knew about him, but he was also giving fucking illegal abortions. And you look at a little bit of the research of the crime scene photos and the coroner's report, the incision made from the super peep, uh, the umbilicus, the super peep re- peep bleep, 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 region. Bleep, bleep, bleep. You know what I mean? Is an incision that's made in hysterectomies and fucking, you know what I mean? And he's got familiar knowledge. He's got medical knowledge, of shit, right? Like it's it's fucking crazy. And then on top of that, you got to add in I got to fucking I can't find the fucking page, but uh, his relationship with a really famous fucking artist. Where is it? Uh, Man Ray is the guy's name.
0: So um, <gasps> oh. arch nemesis of mermaid man and barnacle boy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he also does art on the side.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so man, Ray was a really famous surrealist. Um, he focused on a lot of fucking sadomasochism type art styles and stuff like that. And I guess George Hodel idolized this guy. He was a fucking huge fan and they ended up becoming friends. He, he ended up coming to his parties. They became friends. And he actually ended up taking a lot of like fucking family portraits and stuff like that for George. And they built this really strong friendship. And one of the really, really weird things about this is if you actually look at some of this man Ray's artwork and compare it to the fucking crime scene photos, they are like eerily similar.
1: Dude, here here's one of them. So
3: this is his really one of his most famous fucking portraits called the Minotaur.
1: Man Ray's Minotaur.
3: And if you look at it, it looks exactly how Elizabeth Short's body is fucking positioned, P-
2: posed. Yeah,
3: you know what I mean. Like how fucking bizarre is that? And then you look at another one called the Observatory of Time, and I think it's of Time and Love. It's a set of these like giant fucking lips where you can kind of see where they're stretched out. It almost looks like it's got the fucking Glasgow smile. And he's got a couple other fucking portraits of this beautiful woman with this jet black hair. And it's... They don't know who the woman... Who this portrait of the woman's supposed to be. But it looks eerily similar to fucking Elizabeth Short.
2: Hmm. Creepy. Now, another interesting thing about him, he... He takes off. He doesn't stick around in the states for too long.
3: Well, as soon as he gets brought in, as soon as he ends up getting fucking, as soon as he ends up getting kind of talked to about Elizabeth Short's uh, murder, he ends up fucking off. He ends up taking off right away. Where does he go, Brad? He goes. I think he goes to Hawaii, and then he goes Philippines. To, he goes, Philippines. Yeah, he goes to the Philippines, and then he comes back to Hawaii. But
2: like, like perfect timing. Like, you know what? I'm getting the fuck out of here. You know what, he, what I mean? He, He. He's probably who I like the best for this case and only because you know his son has come out and been like I'm fairly certain almost to 100% that my dad was in fact the Black Dahlia murder. He he matches he matches uh, handwritten notes of his dad's like talking about Elizabeth Short. Um, he found receipts of concrete bags that matched the concrete bags that were laying underneath. Uh, Elizabeth short, the same that his dad bought the same day or the day before the murders. Like he he's got a lot of interesting looks and then just dive into that a little bit more.
1: So
3: like one of the only things that they found at the crime scene was a fucking empty bag of cement,
1: right? Just like the cardboard. Yeah. Just like a
3: fucking whatever the cardboard bag bag. Yeah. And then they have a fucking, this guy has a receipt that his dad purchased bags of cement on the exact same fucking day that Elizabeth Short went missing.
2: And he wasn't it's a same, contractor. No, and he's the
3: same brand. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking crazy. Was and it same day here, delivery? Here's, here's the one, here's <laughs> the
2: one thing. The, like I'll say with that, I can't imagine in 1940, you had this wide selection of concrete that you do now.
1: That's fair,
3: just,
2: but yeah. I'm just especially, saying. Especially
1: not, ba- probably bagged concrete like that was probably a newer thing.
0: Well, it,
3: it, not only that, though, but, too, the, one of the only kind of fucking things that they had to go on initially when they first fucking went around knocking do- knocking on doors to look into the case was the fact that somebody saw that evening. They saw a black sedan sitting outside the exact same area that she was found for a few hours. And turns out Hodel owned a black sedan that looked was looked just like the fucking description that the guy gave. Huh. So you got the cement, you got that, you got his fucking surgeon pass, his weird freaky deaky sex fucking background.
2: Him basically saying, him being accused of a murder already. Totally. right? And that's the thing um, is he could be linked to several
3: different fucking shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And then things end up getting a little bit even like a little bit freakier. And this, this is cool because this actually just happened recently. In July of 2018, Sandy Nicholas of Indianapolis, while going through her recently deceased mother's personal effects, discovered a dying declaration letter written by her grandfather, W. Glenn Martin. Um, and this, was, this letter was 70 years old. It was October 26, 1949. The handwritten envelope read, in case of Margaret Ellen or Glenn G- Glennagene's Jean's death, and was initialed WGM. So the letter was written out of fear that one or both of his teenage daughters might be killed. The three-page letter identified that W. Glenn Martin was a paid LAPD police informant and was working for Sergeant McCrawley. Um, He described his activities as working working undercover for the LAPD to help them discover and arrest corrupt police officers. In his words, it was... It was to try and see if other officers could be, oh, I can't say that word. That's inveigled into crime. Does you, that sound right? You can say it. Uh, inveigled? Sounds In, right. Inveigled? It sounds Inve- like a word. I sounds guess. like a Let's word. Let's go with it. Into crime. The Martin letter went on to say to say the name GH on 17 separate occasions, identifying him as a personal acquaintance of Martin's as well as Sergeant McCauley's. And named him as the killer of both Elizabeth Short and the second lone woman, Louise Springer, the Green Twig murder victim. So, G.H. Oh, George Hodel. George Hodel. Martin's letter letter claim later claimed that Hold both on. he and G.H. George Hodel personally knew the Springer woman, and that he believed G.H. also killed her.
1: Fuck. Right. All
3: right.
2: Right. All right. I like I like George Hodel for this. I mean his family you can there's podcasts with his like granddaughters that go through like the story of how fucking crazy this guy is. Like his so his granddaughters which end up actually being
3: the the children of fucking his awkward incesty fucking love child that he had, which was Tamar. Isn't that fucking crazy?
1: A little bit, right? A little
3: bit, and they end up going into this guy's fucking backstory, and it's like we're not even—we're just fucking kind of like skimming the top of how much of a fucking creep this guy was.
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot you could there's there's podcasts that go into George Hodel and his life, dude. I just stumbled in into that depth.
1: podcast. What was it called? Um, I'll fucking pull it up here real quick. Root um, of
2: evil, roots of all evil, yeah, yeah, roots, roots of all evil, evil. root of root evil, of all evil.
1: Look at the podcast. podcast, root of evil. It's like I think it's like eight or ten parts, and it goes through the whole family story of why they think. This guy was fucking a murderer, psychopath.
3: But I mean, like out of all the people and uh, like the Hanson guy, kind of, you can tell, it mm, might be a little bit there. He actually knew her, but like the other suspects were like country folk singer, Woody Guthrie <laughs>
2: and they liked <laughs> yeah, but, him. Yeah. But you know who else they pegged? Orson, Orson Welles. Yeah. But like, that- and there's, there is, there is some actual like George Hodel has the most information. That's why he's, he's, if I was a betting man, I'd put all my chips on him. But I was like there are some interesting situations with Orson Welles in this case that raise some eyebrows. Totally. Like they, right? I
3: definitely think Orson Welles had a little bit more to do with it than fucking Woody Guthrie. The only reason they brought Woody <laughs> yeah. Guthrie in is because he sent fucking sexually explicit letters to a fucking fan. They're like, yeah, this guy's mother, he's a piece of shit. Probably did it. Let's <laughs> let's bring him in His Oh, music Woody sucks. Guthrie. Follow the lead. Sexual
2: deviant. Hey, I got the scoop uh, here. You Orson know Woody Be- Guthrie?
3: <laughs> I'm not trying he to raise your nudes. berries here, but let's get buzzing, cousin. <laughs> hmm.
2: uh, I like Orson Welles. This is a good one, too, because he had a really violent temper, right? Noted, Which yeah. Noted violent temper. Um, three months before Elizabeth Short's killed, he is making mannequins for a movie called The House uh, a Lady from Shanghai. And the mannequins were used for a House of Mirrors set, and he was like he was creating these mannequins with basically identical lacerations and cuts, and like uh, torn in half that the wounds that Elizabeth Short had. Right. Um. They were deleted from. They were the scenes using the mannequins were eventually deleted from the movie, uh, but in one of Elizabeth's. Short's older sister, Virginia claims that before her death, Elizabeth had wrote letters home saying that a movie director was going to give her a screen test. And this is shortly before she goes missing. Um, Orson Welles also had performed a magic act to entertain soldiers during world war two at the scene of the crime. So he was very familiar with that area. Um, he also applied for his passport on January twenty fourth, nineteen forty seven. The same day, the killer mailed a packet to the L.A. newspaper. Uh, Wells left the country for an, he then left the country for extended stay in Europe for ten months after the murder, without completing the editing of Macbeth, a film that he directed and starred in. Despite persistent attempts by the Republic Pictures to get him to finish the film, he was just like, "No, I'm not coming back. I'm not doing it." And this is right after, like, this stuff, like, incriminating evidence gets sent, right? So you could make the case that he sends this knowing, um, what's the guy's name, Martin, he sends the handbook in, right, to the LAPD, yeah. and he's like, hopefully this gets them off off me, mm. and I'm going to take off while the confusion's out there. And he doesn't come back till things cool down on the investigation.
3: Also, if you don't really know who Orson Welles is, do yourself a fucking favor and go on YouTube and search Orson Welles drunk outtakes Paul Masson wine commercial. And it's probably the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like the guys that legitimately fucking blackout and trying to record a commercial. We should watch it on After Hours. It's you will not fucking regret it. I
2: don't, I, I
1: yeah, don't. I would play it now, but I think we get flagged. It's fucking, so. I will
2: say this though Wells was never officially a suspect in. Any investigation with this case, police. Effort. So those are no just l- the only real. So sir, you're telling
0: me that Orson Welles, the voice of Unicron from the 1985 Transformers movie, is a suspect in the Black Dahlia case?
2: No, he wasn't a suspect, but there he like now looking. Nobody who voices
0: a planet-sized transformer <laughs> would be a suspect or a
2: serial killer. Come on,
0: Damn. No. Right,
2: well, let's get in. Let's get into some more. Is could. Can this case? Is there any supernatural angle,
1: dude? We already seen this girl drained of blood, cut in half.
2: Yeah, and we do
3: know that Zelly has been alive since nineteen forty-seven.
1: <laughs> I don't know how uh, I've been least, like you precision. Three
0: hundred years? He said three hundred years at before we started. I the said six hundred years actually, but six hundred years.
3: I mean, ah, the guy. See, I, I, ah,
2: it was a trick. I've I got I've you seen now. The
3: guy write in Aramaic.
0: I've seen
1: it. Dude, I speak that shit and, for breakfast. Yeah.
2: And Zell's, Zell can get that uh, that dad rage going on. I've seen that. I've been known oh, to have
1: he, a, a slight temper sometimes.
3: He is known as the Scourge of Carpathia. Like, <laughs> we know this.
2: Uh, Dan, why don't you take us down uh, down your theory of the Black Dahlia? Yes. Okay, so hear me out. Gotcha. He's, Dan's going to take us on a the journey. The house
0: is allegedly, uh, Lloyd Wright designed it, Based on the layout of a Mayan temple. Now, as we all know, the Mayans disappeared at some point. They're also disappeared. A uh, lot of connections you could draw to extraterrestrials that perhaps some of the Mayans were in contact with extraterrestrials. So like that, we've been there. We've been to
2: chicken of, pizza. We've seen the landing pads.
0: You got this kind of thing coming on here. Now, five years prior to this, this murder. All right. You had the Battle of Los Angeles. Right, so five years, you had a huge, huge UFO sighting, multiple hundreds, you know, if not thousands of witnesses.
2: Fifteen hundred mortar shells shot in the air. Right, I'm just estimating, but that's probably pretty close. What the (laughs) fuck is the Battle
0: of
3: Los Angeles?
2: Get out of here! What are you you part of this podcast? podcast? You you,
3: are
0: you even on this podcast? I mean, I don't listen to it, but (laughs) what do you mean? Quick,
2: quick sum up. Um, What was the year? Nineteen forty-two. Yeah, no, so. exactly. It's February 1942, I'm pretty sure. I'm going off the top of my head. Uh radar picks picks up an object coming slowly over top of California. They put out they think they're being attacked by Japan. So they, they're on red alert. They're all the air siren warnings are going off. And something, they get something in the spotlights in the sky. They spot something and they begin to fire mortar shells at this thing and they don't AA stop.
0: guns, flat cannons, everything. everything.
2: They light up and the this sky. this is 1,500 mortar shells. This 100% is legit. Happened. This is it. Yeah. 100% this happened. happened. This is on one of the News wildest News, UFO Radio. cases. So that, so that was five they, years before this. Yep. And this thing just drifts away. It doesn't, it doesn't none of the mortar shells affect it. It just drifts away and then radar picks it up the coast and then it disappears. And the official story was weather balloon. Had to have been. That yep. is invincible to mortar shells. <laughs> that somehow struck Elizabeth Short. Now,
3: in, the months, in <laughs> the months <laughs> leading up
0: to. Wait for In it, the wait, months what? prior to uh, the Black Dahlia, the discovery of the Black Dahlia murder of Elizabeth Short's body, uh, as recently as October, uh, you had one George Adamski. Uh, George Adamski is a, was a prominent uh, UFO. Sorry, d-
2: did you say George Adamski? Hedolsky? Oh, so it's George not George G-H? Nope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I heard George Hedolsky. George Hedolsky.
0: George That's better. Could be. H- Adamski. Hedolsky. <laughs> Maybe he changed it. But... George Adamski was a prominent uh, UFO kind of researcher at the time. Also, uh, he was a self-proclaimed contactee. He said he did was in contact with extraterrestrials from places such as Venus, right? And he said that in October of 1946, he sighted a UFO in the California, in like in the San Diego area. So, same state, right? So now you have UFOs in this area. You have this body which has been bisected, drained of all its blood, organs removed, reproductive organs moved, often a hallmark sign of an alien mutilation. And this same year, the Roswell crash. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So you knew, so you know that extraterrestrials were in the neighborhood.
2: I mean, and, have they done like have is, we
0: seen bodies like this? Well, they've other d- than Elizabeth yeah. Smart, no, well, the, the, yeah, there's the, the like one least, in Brazil, like, yeah, yep. the one in Brazil, the, gua, the
2: Guara Paringa case that we talked about, one yep. of our confidential, drained like, of what all is this? blood, really looked like yep. it had vacuum holes on it, yeah, oh, and geez. laser cut laser cut incisions on the body. Dude, Ooh, and I'm it happened, this, it happens no. with
1: uh, like livestock too, right? A lot of well, livestock, lives,
3: livestock gets eviscerated. I thought
1: well, the drained of all blood and like. You know, mm-hmm. stuff removed doesn't seem possible.
3: Oh shit! This mm.
0: is fucking, cool. especially the reproductive organs thing. The reproductive organs being removed in that way or something. Yeah.
3: Do they make them eat poo though, and jam stuff up their vaginas?
1: Okay, well that could be this that can be explained by some sicko just walk by and sh- I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Homeless people
2: are weird. <laughs> Homeless I've people are weird too. Maybe this person. Wait, well, and and here's all going to dance theory. One of the things one of the things I noticed about this is like a lot of the reports that you read and go into say that like all of her organs were removed. Right. And then some will be like stomach contents. And I'm like, the stomach was there, but all the organs were removed. So I don't know what has, what information has stood the test of time and what's been added. I mean, this is fucking, you know, how many years, 60, 80 years ago now. Now, you about? could
0: you could say that even if it wasn't extraterrestrials now extraterrestrials is a stretch yes but also you have this kind of thing where where organs were removed which is kind of like a hallmark of human sacrifice oh, so, Aztec temple. You, have, you got the ancient Mayan you have ancient Mayan Aztec rituals which did in some regions. You know, the the especially probably during the 1950s and stuff, it was like kind of common knowledge or believed to be common knowledge that the human sacrifice was a Mayan Aztec thing, uh, you know, ancient Central America rights, you know, maybe uh, getting into that surrealist, you know, nihilist looking thing. Well, in a little
3: bit, we talk dark right there. We talked about that fucking podcast a little bit, the root of evil or whatever. And like this guy's great or his... Are they his granddaughters or great granddaughters? I can't his remember. Grand- I think they're great granddaughters. Yeah. I, I think it's his granddaughter. So his granddaughters, yeah, I guess 80 years ago, that makes 80 sense. 80 years grand- ago. Yeah. Grandda- so his granddaughters actually go back to his what they call the Franklin house or the Sowden house. They go to this house and they visit it and they go in the basement and they mm-hmm. report feeling like this really fucking overwhelming feeling being in the basement. And it's a creepy ass looking dungeon. And they drop to their knees and they cry and all this shit. And I'm just like, okay, you know what? I Normally I don't buy into that stuff. But like I remember going to fucking Alcatraz and like walking in there and the fucking heaviness, man. Like I've never felt anything like that before.
1: You feel the death?
3: You can feel it. You know what I mean? And like maybe that's what happened. Maybe fucking Elizabeth Short was sacrificed in that fucking creepy ass dungeon
1: well yeah he well the guy did have a fucking mind temple as a house you know what I mean they drained
3: all the blood and you know took the organs did some weird shit with them
0: I don't know you know what it could have been aliens Hey, Definitely. occultism occultism was huge totally during it, that time it, like that whole spiritualist kind of thing was still kind of rolling around you had like this was post this post World War 2 1947 so kind of you kind of had that occultism stuff kind of still rolling around in there. So it wouldn't be, I wouldn't say it would be far off. No. And it, it you know, it could very well have been fucking aliens or, you know what I mean? But,
3: you know, they could have
0: done that shit too.
3: They could have fucking operated.
0: Especially if it was a one-off because it's like, I would, I would be more, I'd be more inclined to believe that the murder was like that kind of thing, that it was some kind of human sacrifice just to like, just to do it and see what happens. Right. Because you, it was just. You didn't find any other bodies like that because they definitely would have been in the news. Well, no,
3: there was tons of other bodies. So that's the thing, like the lipstick killings and the fucking twig murders and stuff like that. There was a bunch of dead bodies showing up around this time. But they weren't all
0: exactly the same. No, they weren't
3: exactly the same, but they were fucking pretty bizarre, just like the the Black Dahlia murder. But they didn't catch on because they didn't have that fucking, you know, the catchy name and they didn't get all the press.
1: So maybe this motherfucker was a serial killer.
3: Totally. Well, that's what the guy that Steve Hodel, his son, claims that his dad, in fact, was like he didn't a ha- ser- serial killer and could have, in fact, been the fucking Zodiac as well.
1: He didn't have a like an actual a, a, just one set way to do it. He would follow a whole bunch of different avenues to totally. murder people.
3: Well, you know, like you talk about like the fucking lipstick murders and stuff like that. And it's you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. It, you know what? It actually kind of makes you feel a little bit better thinking that it could have just been the one guy. Hoping that there's just well, maybe, one massive I, piece of shit. Well, like, I kind of like
2: I kind of like the occult angle of like maybe this you know we're giving too much credit for this to one guy and it's it's like a group of people right because it's like listen he was well connected he had well friends.
0: Hollywood had, in the Hollywood in the 40s and 50s was a weird fucking place <laughs> I bet you right? it and still it's like is, so maybe man.
2: these things were you know maybe this was a thing of luring young actresses and actors and and using them to do occult rituals. This you know somebody to a weird Mayan house.
3: Elizabeth Short actually didn't even have a single fucking acting credit.
2: Okay, well he,
1: I I always pulled something up here. I want to see what you guys think. So we got George Hodel, right? He's usually pictured with a mustache. Now, I wonder if he always had a mustache cuz the Zodiac Killer is pictured
3: wow. It actually does not look that far oh. off at all.
1: But Zodiac Killer's picture with glasses, but that could easily be a disguise. You shave your mustache.
2: That picture, I think the picture, the fourth picture in.
1: This one here?
3: That one there? Yeah, that one. And then you go to... Same same size fucking jaw. And then you
2: go to Zodiac Killer? Like same jawline. I don't know. It's a bad, it's a bit, that's a shitty draw stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a re- okay, you, you, you can make the case for anyone <laughs> with a shaved face, to be honest. Yeah. It's a, in fact, it's definitely Zell, not Dan. Go zoom in on you. <laughs> yeah. Go zoom in on you. Zoom in on you. Yeah. It's, it's Zell. Oh, now zoom in on uh Zodiac killer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, get out of there. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: We're gonna find Andrew's body bisected somewhere in the
3: corner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please don't. If do me a favor, cut it off. I don't want anybody to see it. You imagine just like like her body, unfortunately, like all
1: spread eagle, all fucking tiny like that.
3: That'd be horrible. But if I if I uh, if I
1: bisected you, I get rid of the bottom half. Don't worry. Oh
3: man, speaking of that, brain will understand what I'm talking about. Man, I did a fucking like hit class today. And I wore underarmers, so you know I was pig snouting the entire time. I <laughs> oh, couldn't yeah. put it away. Yeah. It was horrible, man. No matter how many times yeah. I fucking tried to readjust, just pig snout for fucking an hour straight. That's gotta wear, that's gotta wear a cup. Uh, I am gonna need to. I'm gonna start stuck up. Searching for truffles. Yeah, fuck, Just pure pig snout in those underarmers. It's terrible.
2: Uh what do you guys think? Your final thoughts? I I'd like Dan's alien abduction idea. I mean, we there's there's hard evidence to like, there's been other cases of unknown people like the one in Brazil, the Pascagoula. Is that what it is? No, but, but no, no, that's not
0: Pascagoula. It's like Guaraparinga dam or Guaraparinga? something. Guaraparinga reservoir or something. Yeah. Pascagoula. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The reservoir. Yeah. yeah. Pascagoula is that the one. guys who got probed in the, by the river. Yeah. And wherever that oh, was. Yeah. by aluminum foil. Yeah. yeah. And down by the river. Um, For me, well, I mean,
0: Vampires. Yeah, it sounds like I Actually, did. It. I did it. It was
1: like me. <laughs> I was there. No, George George Hodel seems like I just started. I just found this podcast today, and I only listened to the first two episodes. But just from what I heard, it makes the most sense. This motherfucker. He had medical he training. Up, man, he was involved in law enforcement. He knew how to scrub bodies. He even scrubbed like. Because they found her handbag and shit like down the street, right? I don't know if we talked about that. But it was all yeah,
0: handbag and shoe, scrub it was, clean it was, by
1: gasoline. Yeah, gasoline. So no prints, no nothing. Like whoever did it knew the workings of of the, the law enforcement of the times and also knew human anatomy, which this guy knew. But he's long dead, so <laughs> how you
2: Yeah, he's he's uh you can pin it on anyone now that they're dead.
1: He got away with it. You know, some killers get away. And he got away, whoever it was. Aliens, if it was aliens, and you never catch them.
2: Well, if it was aliens, there's just a lot of circumstance. Because, I, I mean, a lot of this stuff with George Hordell, Hodel is very circumstantial other than the audio recordings. Yeah, like, it's all it anecdotal. Is. He doesn't, like, he yeah, doesn't really say that he did it. He says, "What? like, how... Like, he doesn't say it, like, I killed her. I killed the Black Dahlia.
1: That's what I mean. Um, this guy knew the workings of law.
2: Nobody, law nobody proceedings is like, if they, you know what I mean? If they didn't do it, nobody's going to be like, so what if I did? That's, that's true. <laughs> what I mean? What's like, that? What's that? Um, Robert, what's the guy? Um, he, he murdered like three people. His name's like Robert. They did a documentary on him. I can't remember his last like name. Making and a And at the end of the documentary, I, I oh, yeah. he goes into the bathroom and he's talking to himself and he goes, well, you done it now. Like they caught you now and he was still, had a hot mic. And they've basically reopened the investigation based on that, and like retried him. I can't Fuckin remember his dummy. name now, but, uh, during like the filming you know of the mean? documentary, like, he had a hot yeah, mic. during the filming of the documentary, he had a hot mic. Went to the bathroom after they were like grilling him on some like handwriting samples that have just recently turned up that are identical because he's like it, I can't remember his last name. Durst, Durk Dur. Anyways, uh, they found some handwriting samples where he makes the same spelling mistake that the killer did on an envelope. And they show him. And then he, like, he's like, oh, this bullshit, like, leaves, goes to the bathroom with a hot mic, is looking in the mirror, and he goes, well, you've done it now. Like, you're done now. You, they've caught you. And, like, and then he, his lawyer's like, no, like, nah, he was just, you know, whatever, playing around in the mirror. I'm like, no, nobody does that. Like, nobody. I can't imagine where if I was getting accused of a murder where I'd go into the bathroom after to be like, you did it, you son of a bitch, when I didn't do it. Huh. but that's like that I, I like George Hordell because of the recordings I'm like those are weird things to say no. everyday people don't say that and admit to murder and say they're going to kill people
1: we well, just actually, I, we just I got sent time. a I sent a link in chat that says a guy named Daniel Voorhees admitted to killing the black Dalia.
2: yeah so
0: did fucking about 400 <laughs> so different other black jobs.
1: <laughs> yeah so I, who knows
0: what is it, and and what is it? Um, Steve Hodel, like believing that his father George Hodel, like was the killer. There's like three, at least three other people who wrote books about their parents being the Black Dahlia killer. So it's not, yeah. And well, the, and that's the thing
3: that I kind of was a fish. I was a little fishy at first, but okay. So you know what, you know what? Maybe he didn't do the fucking Black Dahlia. He's still a fucked. He's up still person. a fucking diddler. Like, that <laughs> well, just sounds like a weirdo, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's still a weird guy. Uh, anything else on the Black Dahlia? we covered I mean there's thousands of suspects and like ranging from like more information thousands. to like just like well let's go the hundreds Well, you know hundreds. what
3: the only way to fucking the only way for me to put a finishing note on this is I need to consult my cue cards black dahlia unsolved unsolved
2: 25 25 people uh viable suspects but there's lots more who've been eliminated I
1: got I got one um, thing I want to ask because I <laughs> I remember in, when we did Case fell Nine, we talked about this being somehow connected to the Lisa Lamb ho- thing. Was what was the connection there? Why do she we She
3: apparently spent some time at the Cecilia Hotel or the
1: Cecile or whatever the fuck it was? called. Cecil Cecile? Yeah. Okay. okay. That was the only connection. There was no other nothing else that we know of. So I just remember we talk I remember talking about that way back when, but I didn't remember the context of why. I
2: don't remember making the con the Yeah. We did. I did. Yeah, we well, definitely said,
1: I, did. I brought that up in my research. Anyways, no, so I, this no real connection. One of
3: these guys was, was actually fucking eliminated as a suspect because his handwriting did not match the killer's notes.
1: And his name. Yeah,
0: he's out.
3: Still unsolved. But he did date her for se- several times, apparently.
0: And it definitely wasn't Man Ray because he was frozen in tartar sauce and he was also wearing the tickle belt. Which keeps him from committing violent acts. What? Okay.
2: (laughs) The tickle belt? Yeah, the tickle belt. Mermaid
0: Man and Barnacle Boy. They snap the tickle belt on him every time he has violent thoughts. Like it tickles him. It incapacitates him with tickling. Nerd. What is this from? SpongeBob. Yeah, SpongeBob SpongeBob SquarePants.
1: All right, I definitely never
0: watched that really. Fucking good episode. Is this your wallet? This is your wallet. You dropped it on the floor. It has your ID in it. Yeah. So this is your wallet. That's not my wallet. <laughs> I don't. I've never seen. You, you got fucking white. Oh god. That's a. That's a. That's a real. Thing. I don't got. I don't got time plastic, to keep up with all these shows. Classic
2: SpongeBob. Um. All right. Well, let's get into this month's meat draw winner. Boop, 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 boop.
1: Which I need an air horn. I need an air horn sound effect. Yeah. But
2: yeah. I, what do I got? still can't get the. F-
1: That's all I got. Okay. Oh, I Good still enough. can't
2: get the my name generator to work now that Patreon's changed their Excel spreadsheet. Um, I'm still working on it. Next month, I'll have the the wheel back working on Excel. But the random winner this month is Arya. I'm not going to say her last name. We met her at AlienCon. She brought us all NASA t-shirts. She's this oh, month's redraw right. winner.
1: I think actually Dan Dan got two NASA shirts cuz the one was way too big for me.
2: Oh, I got I two NASA one. shirts. Oh, I you got you got two. Two. He's
0: so he's got, two got two NASA shirts. I only got one. I
2: got two NASA shirts. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Aria. <laughs> you got some swag coming your way. Um some, until next month, everyone, uh, $10 or more gets you in the meat draw. Your odds are a little better if you're if you were wondering on 25 and 50, uh, your odds are better. So far it's I think it's been a twenty five and two tens. But
1: yeah, what's get we, in
2: there? So your your chances are greater. It's just the luck of the draw on my little yep. Excel Excel generator.
1: Excel, Excel random generator. <laughs> we'll get we'll get so, that we'll get uh, that we, video version going again soon, but right now it's fucking busted.
2: Why don't we plug in the random tron and fire up a UFO case file of the week?
1: All right, here we go. Print you, bitch. There he goes. Get it? We gotta, we gotta go paperless yeah, at yeah, some point. Yeah, yeah, never. We're never. We're never going paperless. Ever.
2: Um...
0: <laughs> We hate trees again. Hate this, trees. Oh, Damn it's me. a
2: fan submission. Again, if you send in a fan submission, preface your email with "This is my name," and you can use it or not use it. I just got. Anyone ever to done see. that?
3: Because like, I feel like you say this every one fucking person. Time.
2: One person has. Jesus. One person has. Um, and d- my name is Nick, and I'm from New Jersey. I deliver for a bakery, so I'm on the road most of the night. One night, I was delivering to one of the shore points, Seaside Heights. I couldn't help but admire the clear skies above the ocean. All the lights on the boardwalk were off, so it was nice and dark. As I looked out into the sky, I began to see a bright orange light in the sky. The object didn't move at all for about 20 seconds, then seemed to disappear all of a sudden. Confused? I kept scanning the sky. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw the same light north of where it was originally, a good three to four miles from where I'd seen it. Once I began watching it again, it moved faster than anything I'd ever seen. I've been to Atlantic City air shows where they do flybys and things like that, and this would have blown by any jet. The other thing I noticed as it flew off, I never heard a sound from the object. I thought I was a little crazy for about a week until I got a call from one of the guys I work with. He was doing that route that I was on the week before. He began to tell me that he was coming down the boardwalk not too far from where I, would, from where I was. He told me he just happened to glance up at the sky and saw a weird glowing orange light. He said it was moving slow then would fade out and another light would pop up right near it. He said he watched it do this for about a minute before it zipped off towards the ocean and he lost track of it. He said he was so confused at what he saw and then I told him my story. The weird fast moving glowing object was seen by both of us close to the same area a week apart. We always talk about it because we would love to know if we saw aliens or maybe a weird craft that is top secret. Either way, this can go down as a UFO that we both witnessed. Hope you guys enjoyed my counter. Thanks, Nick. That's awesome. That's a dope that's story. So that's groovy. Yeah, that's a right. good one. That's a cool one because I like that it's uh, the same time, right? We're seeing weird stuff going on in uh, in Dallas, right, with the drones the same time every night. I think it's stopped now. But a lot of people, when they have these sights of lights and stuff, it's these periodic re- reoccurring incidents. So yep. it's that's an interesting one. Got some corroboration of it.
1: I'm always jealous of these Watch. stories. I never get to see anything cool. Because <laughs> you're busy renovating the bathroom.
2: <laughs> One day we'll get you high enough, <laughs> Zell. Busy not renovating the bathroom.
1: Oh, dude, I've been I've been high enough to see stuff, but that stuff doesn't count. That stuff don't count.
3: I haven't seen anything yet. Nothing.
1: You haven't been high enough. I'll get you high. I'll something. get you real high.
3: Yeah, but are you really seeing you'll what see you things. think you're seeing then? If you're oh, fucking you'll fucking alone? see
2: things. Yeah, it's because the rest of us look up at the night sky, Andrew. We're not going, he, 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 peering over our shoulder back right, Look for <laughs> monsters Andrew, we'll, and murderers. What, I don't, what
0: does that
3: even mean?
1: No, we're, Andrew, we're gonna get. Uh, I'll get you some. We'll get some DMT, and we'll go fucking visit the machine elves and the. New dimension.
3: I want to try that honey. I want to get off to that honey,
1: dude. That'd people see these cool. fucking machine elves when they do DMT. Like that sounds fucking people.
3: terrifying. Machine elves sound fucking terrifying. They're like fucking building <laughs> shit.
1: It looks like Santa's workshop. I feel like
3: it's fucking Keebler elves that are terminators. Sa- That's Santa's fucking horrifying. It's just Santa's
1: workshop. That's where Santa's workshop comes from. People did too much drugs, and they seen these little elves
0: like building shit. They're like, oh fuck! In the North Pole. In the, North pole. Yeah, is is the North pole. It's horrible.
1: Well, people. It, people. I don't. Know, I don't think the set. The landscape's the same, but people see a lot of the same stuff. We'll. We'll get to the bottom of it. <laughs> we'll figure it out.
3: We'll keep you posted. I got, we'll mus- let you know,
1: I got mushrooms inside. You want some?
3: Hey man, I know. I've been taking THC.
1: <laughs> I know all about this know it. these drugs. I know about drugs and I devil's don't.
3: cabbage and <laughs> being stoned. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> so seriously. Smoking I cool the like fucking, <laughs> I I took these fucking pills cuz I've been having really I've been having terrible time sleeping cuz mm-hmm. my shitty fucking work schedule. So, I finally gave in I took these pills. It's Supposed to only be t it's, cbd um i took them fucking passed out like a fucking dream like it was amazing i wake up like two hours later like gasping for air And i'm like <laughs> holy fuck i was like i forgot how to breathe i can't go back to bed I'm, what happens if i forget to breathe again i'm gonna die and i sat in my bed for like 45 <laughs> minutes being like what the fuck is wrong with me like so i yeah. think they
1: gave me the wrong pills
3: i think so too i'm pretty sure i was fucking stoned but yeah what yeah, it sounds like it sounds like something i don't want to do again so what if i forget to breathe i swear um, to god i sat there and it took me fucking like
0: a half an hour to be like what the fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> like thinking about breathing and you're like you're thinking about it too hard <laughs> exactly that's exactly what happened
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yep. uh do awesome. we have a theory of the week We do have a Theorite
0: of the Week. This week, it's Ethan Cox. Not just because of his name, but because he (laughs) (laughs) apparently has his... uh, He told us to say that... Give him a shout-out, and uh, he's a new Patreon supporter. And he says to his partner, Leanna, Thanks for putting up with the regular Case Files playing while you try to sleep. So apparently she has to listen to us every night before they go to bed. Oh, yeah, poor and girl. Yeah.
2: poor yeah. fucking nightmares. Listen poor, to tough. poor lady. Listen here listen to, to nasally Braden. No, li- listen <laughs> so to, na- to sleep.
1: an extra nasally Ray Romano in your ears all night long.
2: My yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God,
0: It's full I of I know i heard Ray Romano the other day. Of and Ray I don't, Romano I don't and G- Joe Rogan <laughs> and Alex
2: Jones. <laughs> yeah, pig babies. Joe, we're talking pig choke babies. Come on, Joe, choke me.
1: Eddie, Eddie, chuck me, chuck me out. I gotta go to the bathroom.
2: Uh, Azel, do you want to make up some more names of uh, new patreoners? I'd love to make up some more
1: names, make us make us seem like we're more popular than we really are. Mm. (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, these fucking people are just making up names. Ridiculous! Now it's just to get us to read them. Throwing them on there. Actually. That was a real name! You've seen that? That was a fucking real name. Don't believe you. (laughs) Search the Patreon, you'll fucking find it. It looks like this week we got a bunch of normal names, so here we go. Sharon Knight Melville. Ethan Cox, The Writer of the Week. Johnny Davis. Jeremy Rodriguez. Justin Reeser. Brandon Kennedy. Pablo Sanchez. Matthew. Chaz Ulrich. Your Daddy. Ron Pond. I guess could be he's all our daddy you're, you're getting better at making up names though thank you I'm working on it Richard North Northrop Tim Rushing and I believe
2: that's it thanks for all. joining guys welcome to the fold
1: you know what uh, the last month or so it's been about equal pluses and, and like new ads and deletes and this week we went up a few so climbing climbing the ladder got uh, a couple. got Anything
2: else before we sign out and take this into after hours? So, if you want to hear after hours, you got to get on our Discord channel and join us on Patreon where we talk for a little longer.
1: Uh, no band of the week. I, I know there's submissions. I just didn't get a chance to uh, go pick through them. So, if you gotta have.
3: Renovate the bathroom.
1: Dude, fuck the in bathroom. A day. <laughs> <So
2: we'll laughs> talk about that in after hours. I'll talk, about, I'll talk about my
1: bathroom renovation story in the after hours. But if All you right guys
2: jump thanks. onto our after hours on Discord. Yep. Uh, as we always say at the end of these things, Keep those eyes on the skies. Let's
1: do it. Let's do it. (laughs)